Hello and welcome to the Royals Rundown Podcast, a Kansas City Royals podcast in association with Inside the Royals. I'm Jake Melham and joining me tonight, I have Lucas Murphy, the beat of Kansas City once again. Lucas, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. My my emotions have been on a high and a low <laughs> um, for obviously Kansas City Royals. Uh, we've had some tremendous thunderstorms roll through and the NASCAR race was in town, which is oh, about... Yeah five to seven minutes from my house. So it really kind of puts some implications on how you get to uh, restaurants. And of course my wife decides to put in a grocery pickup order on the same time that there's a race. So, you know, just kind of up and down all over the place, but man, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Well, doing all right. I, look, honestly, this afternoon's game got me really frazzled and I'm still kind of recovering <laughs> from that. Uh, we'll talk about that more a little later. Um, hey, I will, I will come clean. I pulled a, I, I think you would call it redneck ingenuity. And I thought I didn't have to turn off my power to my microwave when I was taking it apart. That was not the case. <laughs> I got shocked pretty bad today. So my heart's still kind of doing this number here. So if I, uh, if I fall down in the middle of the podcast, please uh, call 911 or something. All right. Yeah, I would, uh, I would, I would know what to tell them for sure. <laughs> there you go. See, we we got the story straight, and we want the listeners to know what happens if uh, if it gets really quiet all of a sudden. They'll, they'll ask, "Hey, what happened?" Oh uh, man, did you watch the Royals game today? Jacob just fell over. <laughs> exactly. And look, man, let's let's jump right into it. So this afternoon's game in Colorado, the series finale was an absolute roller coaster of emotions. Um, you know, coming off that 14 to 10 win on Friday and then we bounced right into a 10 to four loss. Things were kind of up in the air with the Royals um, and jumped out to a 6-0 lead. Few home runs that I mean, that home run by Bobby Wick got me out of my seat. I was absolutely jazzed for that. And then just the bullpen absolutely collapses. Um, you know, Lynch. He he walked a couple, if I remember correctly, uh, they pulled him. You know, he had a really good performance. We'll talk about that more a little bit later on. Uh, bullpen actually absolutely fell apart uh, between Garrett, Clark. Um, There's a couple other relief pitchers. Dalmont. Dalmont, thank you. Um, between those guys, the, the game quickly flipped into a seven to six deficit. And just thank goodness that we have Salvador Perez at the plate when uh, when the bases are loaded. You know, he knocked in a single. The Royals pulled out the win. Hey, I'm happy about that. But Lucas, I mean, how good can you actually feel about the win today? Uh, I definitely was up and down, man. I was excited for the 6-0. Um, I was excited at how Daniel Lynn's pitch. Uh, I was a little confused on, I guess, maybe how the bullpen was handled a little bit. Um, that's, again, we talked about it. Matheny's kind of downfall or negative has been – bullpen and stuff but um you know after kind of how yesterday's game went and then into today I think he was kind of like man I was hoping you know Lynch might be able to finish six and then we can kind of really go from there um and it is what it is man you know Amir Garrett hasn't they showed a pretty cool graphic I think it was in last night's game they've showed in a stretch of about a week's worth of games who's pitched when from the bullpen how many pitches it was really cool and then, uh, so I, I kind of figured Garrett, cause he, I think it's been about three days since he's pitched last. Um, Garrett was one and then Barlow might've been one. 
Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it was definitely a roller coaster, man. I, when the heat started giving up those hits, I was like it, and they weren't like super like gap shots or like major hits. They were literally just putting it in play. Um, I was getting nervous. And then when they took the lead seven to six, I was like, I know what that does to morale. I know that that's tough, especially being up six. Oh, um, but you know, it, it, the team rallied and it was nice to see, uh, us come back and kind of give that motivation to Salvi too. Cause he, man, that fist bump, he got the first base, first base coaches like beating them up. Cause they're like excited. Uh, I, I think that was much needed. And I think for them to kind of have a comeback game too, I think that'll help them in the, into coming into the white Sox. Yeah. And you know, another positive, well, let's focus on some positives from today's game. Uh, yeah. Number one, that was the Royals first series win since the yeah. White Sox series in late April. So it's it's good to get back on the right side of that record, in my opinion, and especially going into the White Sox series, because yeah. I think we are kind of underestimating how important this series can be in the overall central race i don't know i i still feel like the division is kind of wide open everyone's really middling um it's it's hard to believe that the royals are still kind of in it at 12 and 20 but i mean this 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 isn't a bad colorado rockies team i mean everyone i didn't know this going into the series but everyone in their division as of right now sunday night um is at 500 which are the rockies right now or and Mm -hmm. above yeah, so everyone like that is a stacked division. And we went on the road, a very good showing by Royals fans, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. On the road, got it done. You know, it wasn't pretty at times, but I'm I'm happy with it. I do have to jump off on a side note real quick and I'll make it really quick. That ballpark, man, is is absolutely phenomenal. And really? I can understand why fans want to maybe travel to you know, to uh, Colorado and go to Denver and, and go to Rocky stadium because the setting is amazing. Um, I mean, really probably it was a, a tremendous weekend for baseball uh, and, you know, it is competitive. I mean, you're going to see some high scoring games, which I feel like we've saw the whole series. So uh, yeah, it's, it's an awesome place. It's one that's on my bucket list for sure. I want to get out there and at least go catch a game of some, some sort, whether it is Royals or just Rockies and somebody. Yeah, for sure. I look, I do have to say this, though, hearing the chance of Bobby he was <laughs> rounding the bases, man. That was, that like, was awesome. I, I got chills. Look, Royals production team, if you want something that'll catch fire on social media, just do yeah. a slow-mo of Bobby coming down third to home. You just hear that in the background, man. That was amazing. Yeah, for um, sure. Let's see. What, what was another positive, man? I mean, look, my, so Mike Matheny talked about this after the game, um, talking about like how it was kind of a gut check to the team to see that lead disappear so quickly and then still come back, get the bases loaded, and then get those runners in place for Salvi to put the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's good to see, but – as a like as a fan, it still doesn't feel good that they were in that situation. Period. Um, I understand that you know fighting back and getting back in there and getting the win, pulling it out. Yeah, I I would prefer a couple of dominant wins every now and then. I'm tired of this, man. For sure, for sure. And I I think today too another positive that really kind of went unnoticed 
was that diving catch by Michael A. Taylor oh out in center field. If he doesn't make that catch, the game's, in my opinion, is probably out of def- or out of reach for the Royals. Um, and I don't think that they win this ball game, but because he makes that insane catch for Stalmont to get him out of the inning, um, and then that allows the Royals to come up and do what they do. Plus, he had that clutch walk uh, yeah. to to load the bases. So yeah, I'm Michael A. Taylor. Kind of low key did pretty pretty solid today for sure. Well, I mean, let's let's look at more of the solid players from today that I didn't expect. Emmanuel Rivera, you know, three RBIs, a double, a home run. Two for three. I mean, you can't ask for much more right there. Um, Bobby Witt Jr., who had only recorded three walks all season going into today, he got two walks mm-hmm. in his home run. I mean, just they were they were getting such good production from unex- not unexpected places, but it seemed like all things were clicking yeah. just at the right spot for this Royals team. So that is let, – let's leave it at that for the for the positives um, because we do want to give some time to breathe on this because Carlos Hernandez man in his start on Saturday I I don't even know if atrocious covers it I know I use that word pretty liberally <laughs> but, but man it was it was absolutely bad um, you know let, let me pull up his actual stats real fast but Lucas as you were watching that game man what was going through your mind um honestly too much too much in the middle of the plate uh a lot of the counts were he was getting resorted to having to throw more hitters pitches um where i mean they were able to capitalize and you know even though you throw hard in this league that doesn't always necessarily translate into the best a perfect example is tonight carlos rodon uh is pitching for the giants against the cardinals and he has absolutely been a freak on the mound. And, you know, he is absolutely getting shelled. Well, he did get shelled and got pulled. So just because you throw hard in this league doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win win baseball games. And I think that's something that he's going to have to learn and to develop is you have to be able to pitch with that speed. Um, and that's kind of what I was getting from that is he almost felt like he was trying to overpower at times, didn't rely too much on the breaking pitch because they knew, hey, if I let, leave off, you know, that breaking pitch and just sit fastball, we're going to be able to win. And that's really kind of what I saw. So, yeah. And let's slow. We're, we're not going to sugarcoat it. His command issues have been an issue since yes. last year. He did good last year, but he has he has lost considerable velocity. Um, so, you know, if if you can't speed it past him on the outside, they're just going to wait for that meatball right over the heart of the plate. And they're going to crush it. And that's what they did on Saturday. So I, I definitely think as we enter, as we go back to Kansas city, go back to Kaufman, I think that he is a prime candidate to make that road trip up to Omaha right now. um, Because Brady Singer is doing very well up in Omaha. I'm not saying he should get called up right now, but he's a candidate. Um, I'm, I'm surprised to say it. Jackson Kowar. He has put together a couple of good starts. I I know, I know. <laughs> but I mean, just it you can't trot Hernandez out there again. No, I agree. I think uh, and you know how I am and how I feel about Stinger. I think it's time to give him his shot because I think if he can come up and start giving you, we'll say Daniel Lynch type of starts, then I think you're gonna start to see things maybe change a little bit. I mean, um, 
I, I think the consistency of maybe green key going five to six, uh, unfortunately he didn't go that, you know, his last outing, but if you can get five to six from your starters and really kind of hold them to two to three runs, once this team starts to click at the plate, which I've said that numerous times, and I think we're starting to see it a little bit more, but if they start to click, I think this will start to kind of get going. Um, you just need consistency from the pitching staff to go along with consistency from the hitting as I guess cliche as that sounds. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it, it's the truth though. Um, I do have to point on this from the Hernandez start because Ronald Bolaños did finish out that game on four innings and he was very, very good. Yes. Um, yes. I wouldn't call him like shut down. I don't think he was dominant, but he was good. He only, I think he only gave up one earned run in yeah. that. And he did give up the home run, but I don't know. It's, it's Coors Field. That's why I'm not super excited about all the Royals home runs because they were, they were in Coors Field. So let's yeah. kind of take a breath on that. But that's why I'm not too worried about, you know, just one home run given up. You know, I think, I, I think too, it also, like, I'm a big fan and I've, I've been an advocate for Bolaños and he yeah. got hurt last year. So that's been unfortunate, but I really think he doesn't necessarily need a shot at the rotation by any means, but I do think he's a tremendous bullpen piece. And I think he fits that role very well. And I think with another thing we have to understand too, is like the bullpen's not going to be perfect every time, especially when they get overused. Um, when your guys go three, four innings, and you're relying on your bullpen to literally pitch every single day that, you know, they're going to get tired. They're going to have fatigue. They're going to have times where they, they can't hit their spots. And so they're not going to be perfect. Like Taylor Clark was phenomenal up until this series. So uh, even though I think he got a few knocks in the, in the Rangers series too. So, you know, that's just something that happens. And, and, but that's why you, it's a team effort too. Like if the hitters are going off, like this should have been a six Oh ball game. The bullpen should have been at a minimum used, uh, but that's just not how it worked out. Yeah, and that's I I said what I said about the bottom falling out of the bullpen. Yeah. But when I was watching the game, I wasn't like mad at the bullpen. I was more yeah. just like shocked. No, yeah, 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 for sure. Because I mean, like, like you said, they get overused. Arm gets arm gets tired. It it happens. You're not gonna have yeah. your best stuff on the last game of a what was it a nine game road trip. Yeah, because Grinky went what four innings, and then Hernandez yeah. went what three? Who did? Hernandez only went like three. Did yeah, he Hernandez even three? went four, four, and then today obviously five and like two thirds. I think. Yeah, for or, daily lunch today. Yeah, five, five and a third, third maybe. Yeah, so I mean that's that's taxing a bullpen. I mean that's a three game series. You're probably going through everything, so that's yep. tough, man. It really is. But hey, let's uh, let's get back more on the positives, man. And Daniel Lynch today, dude, Ooh. just absolute like he wasn't he wasn't overpowering guys. He wasn't throwing it past them. But man, he just was shut down. I like five and a third inning, like we said, only three hits in Coors Field, which is pretty good. Um, did have he could have done better on the walks. He had four walks to four strikeouts. Um, but just watching him in the like as the game progressed i was like man this is an amazing game his slider was on point i mean what what do you think about his performance today i liked it a lot um i I don't want to take away from the positive outing i think for me too it's just it's mind-blowing at how this i guess 
this style of pitching or this age of pitching, like pitch counts get so high so fast. Yeah. Walks are a lot more consistent and guys just don't go deep into ball games. And I think that's kind of just, it's mind blowing to me. Cause I always remember like, you know, pitchers trying to go complete games or shutouts or, uh, you know, at least trying to make it to seven or eight, but um, I, I really liked it. Slider looked tremendous. I don't know if that had to do with the, the lighter air or what, but his slider looked really good. Um, I think if his pitch count wasn't up so high, I think Matheny probably would have let him uh, try to get, get out of that jam at the very end. Uh, you mm-hmm. could tell he was very kind of upset at himself because he started staring off and, <laughs> and cussing, but yeah. I think he wanted to go, but he realized like, man, I'm in a bind because of pitch count and I really kind of put myself in a, in a bad position. So they pulled him obviously, but I liked it. I, you know, I think that's a positive for a young pitcher. Let's put it that way. And it's, it's good to build upon because it could be a regression. He could be only going two or third, two or three innings. He's getting better. He's getting, you know, he's, he could have won that game except uh, the bullpen gave it up. Obviously we talked about that, but man, that was, a, it was a good solid outing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, not 96 pitches, 54 of them strikes. Um, the the flyouts were a little concerning for me at at some point there at Coors Field, but like you yeah. said, that might have just been the the lighter air. But hey, twenty two batters faced, only three hits given up. I can't I can't really complain about that, especially with all the other issues we've had with the with his class mates. I guess yeah. is the way to put it. Um, so yeah, hey, man. Jake, it, hey, hey Jacob, while we're here, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you, if you could find I don't know if this is an option. How many quality starts do the Royals have this year? Oof, that is a good question. I know that they were talking on the radio last night, and they said that the Royals currently have the worst ERA in the American League, and it was at like four point something. And so, out of the when that they said that, I was curious to see if we've had any quality starts or how many quality starts we've have. If that's even a really a statistic that people look at well i think the uh i think the quality start stat hasn't been very much looked at because it's confusing about what constitutes a quality start to uh Mm -hmm. kind of to the layman i mean the the era enough is is kind (laughs) of uh confusing to some folks for sure but uh but hey so so listen to this so they do have the worst team era in the AL at yep. 4.67. Yep. Um, the most, most earned runs, of course, the least amount of strikeouts. I mean, I'm, I'm not finding the quality starts, quality starts right off the, right off. The no worries. Here. I put you on a spot. I was just curious if, if you had it. Cause I, it, cause to me, that's, you know, I, I play fantasy baseball and um, that's one of our stats that we use to kind of go ahead of the opponent that we're facing is how many quality starts. And I know that quality starts are down across the board. So I was just kind of curious if the Royals have really even had any. So, well, and that's, I'm trying to, we we've had this discussion before about the juice ball versus the dead ball thing. Yeah. Um, but maybe the quality starts has something to do with the, like with the how the pitch count gets up so quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe it's I haven't watched a whole lot of baseball games outside of the Royals this year. Not yeah. a lot. Yeah. Maybe it's just our pitchers. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like, and I've been watching, you know, like Carlos Rodon and I'm going to keep using him cause he's, uh, he's been phenomenal this year. And obviously the San Francisco giants know how to coach pitching. Uh, I mean, look at Jacob Junis. I know that's a, a tangent, but um, <laughs> you know, he's most of the time he's only going five innings. He's somehow finding ways to get 10 to 12 strikeouts per, but the thing is, is he's still going five innings and he's not getting the quality start. Um, uh, a lot of the time, whether whatever the reasoning is, you know, too many, I guess they're not winning the ball game at the time or whatever it may be, but he's not getting it. So, man, uh, it's it's just something I was kind of curious. I got gotcha. you. Well, so our I can't tell you this, though. Our team leader in quality starts right now is Brad Keller with four. Yeah. Uh, um, so and ju- just for our listeners who might not know what a quality start is. Um, from the MLB glossary, um, a starting pitcher records a quality start when he pitches at least six innings and yep. allows three earned runs or fewer. Yep. So I I mean, that's probably what's held Granky back because I don't think he's made six innings a start very often. Um, and, you know, that's that's just his age. That's just his arm. That's what we expected out of this team. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes our pitchers get run off pretty early. So <laughs> they do that for sure. Oh, man. So look, I'm going into the White Sox series. I'm kind of feeling good about mm-hmm. the Royals' chances. I think going back to Kaufman will rejuvenate this team a little bit, a little bit, getting to sleep in their own bed again will be nice. Um, I do know that the White Sox are coming in a little bit more reloaded. I know uh, Juan Makata is back uh, from injury, but outside of that, man, I'm not super scared of this, of this team. Like, are you? No, I think they lost Giolito again to the IR. So we won't be seeing him. I do believe uh, Dylan Cease has actually been pretty solid. I think he's leading the AL in strikeouts possibly. I think I saw that stat today, um, but outside of that, I don't think, you know, the Luis, is it Luis Robert or yeah. uh, Eloy Jimenez? Uh, I think either one of them are playing. Um, and so we might see that Gavin Sheets and like those types of guys running back out there again. And if that's the case, then I am very confident that the Royals have a pretty good shot. Uh, this There's a double header, I think, on Tuesday. Is there? Um, and, and I think this, how, is this a five game stretch because of that makeup? Uh, yes, uh, I believe so. Let me go back and double check on that because I, don't I think Kopech, Kopech pitched today and I was like, man, I think we're going to avoid him. Uh, but if it's five games then he'll come around probably for that last game. So uh, we're going to get the full the full slate, man. Dallas yep. Keuchel, again, we should take advantage of that. He has not been a very good pitcher at all. Um, you know, we've I think we've done OK against Dylan Cease, even though he's been pretty good this year. It's just, again, it's going to come down to pitching and being able to score runs. And um, I think this is a huge series to, to kind of start getting your leg up on the AL Central. And like you said, I do feel confident. I, I'm not as intimidated by this White Sox team, nor any team in the Central. I mean, the division is wide open for any team to really start kind of taking advantage of it. And why not the Royals? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's I think that's the approach the, the fan base and the team need to have right now is the is the why not us. Um, to, to steal that from the Boston Red Sox way back when they <laughs> when they did their thing. But I, I think it's true. Um, so just to clarify, yes, it is a five game series with the doubleheader being on Tuesday afternoon um, at 110. 
Kaufman time there. So, yeah, we will get all the starting pitchers from Chicago, which will be interesting. Um, Chicago's coming into this on a on a six and four streak. Their last uh, their last ten. Uh, they, they did lose their game today. But, yeah, it's if we can or not, not if we if the Royals can, <laughs> can get some wins against this White Sox team, that'll that'll do a lot for yeah. their standing in, in the central because the White Sox right now are, are only 16 and 17. There's only yeah. one winning team, winning record team in the central. That's the Minnesota twins. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. They, they feel vulnerable. Like they came in to this season as such heavy favorites in the central and they're just not getting it done, which I feel like that's, you know how the chargers always kind of do that in in the NFL, I feel like the White Sox usually do that. Um, so I def- I really hope that we can just get some good, solid wins. I think a lot of that because it's it's hard to really determine based on this division. So they go on like paper and who looks looks to be good on paper. And that's obviously how the, the White Sox look. I mean, look, going into the season, they're healthy. They're, they're stacked. I mean, they truly are. Their bullpen's loaded. Their starting pitching's very good. Uh, but when you start taking pieces away due to injury or – whatever they may be success, even they're, they're just not, not as good. Yeah, man. So look, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that more a little bit when we record next time, because they should be wrapping up the series next time we record. But mm-hmm. Lucas, before we get off of here, do you have any last thoughts about, about the Royals from this weekend? I do. Know, I know real quick. I know we wanted to kind of hit on Ryan O'Hearn real quick. Yeah. Uh, my only thing with Ryan O'Hearn, uh, I'm going to probably take a little bit different stance than you maybe. Um, I think, you know, he's kind of earned a role and people are going to be like, Oh my gosh, what's he talking about? (laughs) I think he, you know, as far as a bench bat, because that is an asset that is something that is needed. Um, I think he's fit that role very well coming off the bench. Uh, I I think, you know, today's a perfect example. He comes up, goes oppo and then really kind of helped out. And, uh, I, I think he, can fit well. Carlos Santana has been struggling even coming off of the, the ankle brucitis is what they refer to it as. Um, I think Ryan O'Hearn can at least fit in better than Carlos Santana has been. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Ryan O'Hearn? I mean, I'm not, I, okay. I do have to say this, his home run that he hit absolutely smoked in Colorado. <laughs> like that thing was, was nasty and it got out of the park in a hurry, man. Um, I know, I know it might not say a whole lot, but he, he seems to have gotten better the past couple of like in recent memory, I guess, um, his batting average has risen a little bit. So is his OPS. Um, I think fans are just kind of fatigued at seeing him continually get his shot. Um, when there are, when there are more guys who aren't more deserving but are more interesting than Ryan O'Hearn. Yeah. I would say too, it's, it's the fact that they keep plugging him in the four hole in the cleanup spot and he's not shown any success in that whatsoever. I do think he has a role. I do believe that I really do. Um, But I don't think that he is a four hole hitter on a even bad team. Like he's just not. And I think his role is the bench. He is a left-handed bat, which is key, um, yeah. and that's what he is. And if he can't fill that role, then that's where it's time to move on. But he is not a starter by no means. 
No, and I I think that's that's where I personally draw the line. I do understand what you're saying though about a about a bench bat. Um, if he could, I don't know. I would keep right now. I'd keep him over Santana. Santana's done a decent job at you know drawing walks and still getting on base. And Ryan O'Hearn just hasn't shown a a, a penchant for that at yeah. all. So I mean, I so I think the start that got everyone riled up this past go around was his DH start in Texas. Yes. And then his first base start in Colorado. Like you have yeah. MJ Melendez up there right now. And he and he could be DH or you can slide Dozier around however you want. Like there, there are ways to assemble this jigsaw puzzle that get more of the youth that are already in Kansas City into the lineup. And I think that's what people want to see right now. Yeah, I'm going to be curious when some things start to, I guess, come to fruition with healthiness. And when players start to somewhat come back, like who is going to be sent down? Are they really, are they really going to send MJ Melendez back to AAA at this point? Like, <laughs> or like, you know, obviously uh, Rivera is, uh, or it would be Rivero is the extra catcher. Um, you know, obviously he could be a candidate, but as, at what point is Ryan O'Hearn one of the options that goes down? Or are you really going to send down MJ Melendez? Like, that's where I'm kind of like wondering what's going to start happening when some of these guys come back, because, you know, like Santana came back and you're just kind of in a log jam. Like you really are in a log jam and you're uh, like Bobby Wood Jr. has been playing some shortstop, but then he'll kick back the third. And like, I don't know, man, it's going to be interesting. Like at some point you have to go consistent. Um, and, and that's where I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen. Yeah, and I I do want to clarify this for the listeners. So Rivero did get sent back down did he? to okay. West Arkansas, um, and he was so he was the corresponding move when they reinstated Santana. Santana, okay, makes yeah. sense. So he so he is gone right now. So right now it seems like they're moving forward with MJ as the backup catcher. Uh, but like you said, who is they're they're not going to throw Cam Gallagher at at Omaha. You know what I mean? And that's that's my thing is like. Is has MJ done enough to stay on the team to really remain more of a DH option? And or they'd be like, hey, he's better suited to go down and play catcher every day and DH here and there and and then hit down there. Because I think at this point, you like, I mean, he's doing what's it what's asked of him in the position that he's doing it. And that's I think that's where it's tough. I think it really is. It, it really is, man. And it's something we're going to have to monitor as as we go along here. But that is going to do it for our episode right here. Lucas, where can folks follow you on social media? Head over to the Beat of KC, ladies and gentlemen. That's where you're going to find me and get all the information. If you're even interested, uh, head <laughs> over there and uh, you'll find basically a slew of information. Exactly. And please make sure to follow Inside the Royals. That's where you're going to find most of the Royals um, articles from the ITR team over there, as well as some of our podcast clips. Um, you know, Jordan Foote and the team were all putting out great content over there. Again, this is Jacob Milham. You could follow me on Twitter at jmilthaham. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Royal Rundown Pod. It is Royals all the time, man. We're we're ready for it. Um, I do have I do have to be silly here. I do have to thank Royals Review um, for. A little bit of a media a social media spotlight this past weekend um, gained about like 25 followers overnight so do, do appreciate their support 
of the podcast. So make sure you can get in on the ground level over here. But everyone, thank you again for your support. Thank you for listening. And until next time, go Royals.